Jude chapter 1 verse 20 it's a very short book in the Bible it's the next to the last book of the Bible it's one chapter but a powerful chapter and Jude chapter 1 verse 20 says it this way but you come on look at your neighbor say you but but you it's saying but you you beloved you agape teos you who are only worthy of love you who the father showed his love towards in this that while you were still sinners Christ gave his life for you but for you beloved build yourselves up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit but you every one of you that have given your life to Jesus that has accepted him as your Lord and Savior for you build yourselves up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit father I thank you for your word today Lord I thank you that your mysteries are going to be revealed today I thank you for that by your spirit the mysteries of the gospel is going to be revealed today and Lord I pray right now that every spirit of offense would have to leave this place in Jesus name we bind it we bind the spirit of religion we bind theology that boxes you in we bind that and we lose your perfect spirit in this place fall on every heart on every person whether they're watching or they're in house God fall on them right now soften their heart open their ears to hear and their hearts to receive in Jesus mighty name and everybody said hey listen before you're seated go ahead and hug three people and I want you to prophesy over them by telling them receive a new language tell them receive a new language you're prophesying right now receive a new language in Jesus name well good morning CWC for real I hope you guys came ready I hope you came ready to receive something from the Lord if you came ready shout I'm ready Awesome, good. Just want to make sure that you're right here with me. No, but it's so good to, to see all of you. So listen, we're going to hop right into it. We've got a lot of room to cover, but a short time to cover it. And so we're, we're just going to jump in. So last week, right, we, we preached a message titled, The Miracle of Baptism 2.0. Someone shout, be baptized. The Miracle of Baptism 2.0. And last week, we, we got into some really weighty stuff, man. I mean, we ate some meat last week. We didn't just continue to live on milk, amen, even though milk's good at times, but, but yeah, <clears throat> which is a good thing to, to, to eat meat because this is, this is what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 5. It, it says this, that anyone who lives on milk is still an infant in their faith, but those who eat solid food are mature. And, and man, we, we want to be a, a group of people who are maturing in the things of, of God, not just staying where we are because we're not intended to stay where we are. Infancy is good for a while, right? Like those parents that we, we dedicated in babies today, it's good for them to be a baby for a little bit, but then, man, I want them to grow up and move on. You feel me? They, <laughs> I want my house to myself again one day. I want to be selfish again one day. I'm just kidding. But... <clears throat> But I'm telling you, man, I'm so grateful that the Lord, right, has us eating solid food. That he sees, because that tells us that he sees we're ready for solid food. That we can move beyond living on 
milk. Come on, if that excites you, shout, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And so we talked about this miracle of baptism 2.0. And what we talked about was the, the, the second baptism, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it's so important because without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's no way to walk in the power of God. You will not walk in the power of God without being baptized in the Holy Spirit. God's power comes upon us when the Holy Spirit fills us. This is why Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 in verse 8, But you, say you, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's when you'll receive power. See, we've got to be baptized in Jesus, but we also need to be baptized by Jesus in the Holy Spirit. And listen, this is, this is weighty, man. And, and this at times is hard to chew, but it's necessary in order for us to mature. And look, I'm sure that there was people here sitting in house last week and online who, who were like, oh, yeah, well, prove it to me. You know what I mean? Like, can, can, can I be really honest with you, though, for a moment? Because if that's your attitude, God will never reveal to you his spirit. He'll never reveal it. He won't reveal him to you. Because the Holy Spirit is meant to be received, then revealed. And we can't receive anything if our arms are crossed. Right, like with a poop lip out. We're not going to receive anything if our arms are crossed and our hearts are hard. We receive when our arms are open. This is why I had you open your arms earlier today, even though you didn't know it. I was, I was speaking things that were going to come. Amen. But your arms got to be open and your heart has to be softened. It has to be vulnerable before God. See, the Holy Spirit is waiting for you to invite him. The Holy Spirit's waiting for you to ask God for him. And so that's what we, we talked about last week. And I really felt like he wanted to give another opportunity this week because there were several people that were baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost for the very first time last week. The power of God came. It came last week. And so I felt like the Lord was like, hey, there's still more people that need to receive this. So, so give them another opportunity because if we aren't filled with the Holy Spirit, hear me, you won't make it through the days, the months, or even the years, little friends for you, that are to come. You, you, won't, you won't make it through it. Here, listen to me. The next move of God will come through those who are filled by the Spirit of God. The next great move of God will come for those who are open to receive everything from God. The next move of God will not come through some seeker-friendly, easy type of ministry. It's going to come by those who are baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. That's when the next move of God is coming. That's how it's going to come. It's not going to fall on us if all we're, we're doing is playing church. Like, oh, yeah, it's Sunday morning church. We're supposed to go check off the box. And, and No, no, no. No, for a people who are hungry. Because if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, then you will be filled. Then you will be. Not people who are coming for the cafe, the cameras, and the lights, and the televisions. But a people who are walking in the power of God. Not walking in their own power. Not trying to make a name for themselves. Not trying to become famous somehow in this new Christian fame world we got going on. Mm -mm. Those who are open to receive the Holy Spirit will be the one that God uses to shake and to shape nations. Just like he did, yeah, just like he did in the book of Acts. That's what he did to the believers in the book of Acts. Man, I'm telling you, 
I don't know about anyone else, but man, I, I don't want to miss it just because it looks different. I really don't, because when God poured out his spirit in the book of Acts for the first time on the people of God, church looked different than it had ever looked before, and I believe it's coming. I believe it will. What you heard here this morning and seen here this morning is the tip of the iceberg of what God's going to do through his spirit. Amen, and I declare it in Jesus' name. He's going to shake the earth and his church, and if we're not open to him, we'll, we'll miss him. We'll miss him. We'll be like... We'll be like uh, Jacob. God was in this place, and I didn't even know he was here. Man, I don't, that's one of my greatest fears. I don't want to miss him when he comes. And this is what we talked about last week, about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how important it really is. And I, and I, and I made this statement. I said that some people were probably going to get offended by it because the Holy Spirit offends people. It's just the way it is. And this week will be no different because we're getting into an even weightier topic this morning, even weightier than last week, because this week we're going to talk about speaking in tongues. Come on. About speaking in tongues. I could feel the friction. (laughs) I was good until right there. I bind that in Jesus' name. Speaking in tongues with the message titled, The Miracle Language. The Miracle Language. Come on, prophesy over your neighbor again by telling them, receive a new language. Tell them, receive a new language. I'm believing that for everybody in the room. You know, there's so much controversy surrounding surrounding this gift from the Holy Spirit. So much controversy. Matter of fact, if you would go and research the history of the church, the histories of the moves of God, and how denominations came about, Not only was it the Holy Spirit, but man, speaking in tongues was at the center of every topic to split off into denominations. It was the center of it. You would find this to be the reason denominations started happening, speaking in tongues, one of the main reasons. Which makes sense to me, and and, and here's why. because, Because the enemy knows how beneficial it is for you as an individual. He knows it, so he's got to try to pervert it. And I said it last week, the enemy will pervert what God means for your power. He'll do it every time. It's one of his greatest calling cards. This is what the enemy does. You know, I've talked to to several pastors across several different denominations, right? Because I I love to just hear people's take on stuff. Not to to say, you know, I'm right or you're wrong. No, I just want to hear. So where do you come from and how did your viewpoint get, you know, get shaped and molded and... I've talked to several, praise the Lord, that means I'm up. My, my wife put that on there to tell me to shut up. No, I'm just kidding. She might have. <clears throat> but I've talked to several pastors across several d- different denominations, and you know what I found to be true? Is that a majority of them believe in the other gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's interesting. So, so they believe in the gift of faith. They believe in the gift of prophecy. They believe in the gift of healing. They believe in the gift of words of knowledge and words of wisdom. Right? Like like they believe in all those gifts, but not speaking in tongues. But see, the Bible is clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, starting in verse 4. It says this, now there's a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of ministries, but the same Lord. 
There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. It says in verse 7, But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, for the whole body. For to one is given the words of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the words of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healings by one Spirit. Paul's just trying to, to draw this conclusion for you to show you it's all the same Spirit, many gifts, but the same exact Spirit giving all of them. Verse 10 says, and to another the effecting of miracles, meaning they were a house of miracles. These gifts were meant, that's why our series is what it is, the house of miracles, that's what the church was to be. To another prophecy and to another distinguishing between spirits. This is the discerning between spirits. I'm going to give you something that just for free to you. It's a little side note, but it's so important to get. The Holy Spirit, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, he allows you to discern the spirit of those who are approaching you. And you need this as a born-again believer. Because let me tell you something. The enemy will use people to do his bidding. That's what he does. He needs a host to come at you. And so people will disguise themselves as angels of light. They will come as wolves in sheep clothing. It happens all the time. On several different occasions, God has revealed to me the spirit behind someone the moment I met them. So that I knew where to put my guards up. How to fight against them in the spirit. Listen, if you're single, I promise you, you need this. <laughs> and choosing a mate. I'm telling you, you need it. Because I've seen it so many times, man. Guys promising the world, but they got one thing on their mind in the world. That's it. Ladies, be baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit so you don't get fooled by some lame-o dude. All right? Same thing with men. Men, be baptized, filled, so that a Jezebel spirit can't, 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 literally can't infiltrate. Because it will. It will try we need the gift and the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that we can discern between spirits that people are operating in. Then it goes on to say, to another various kinds of tongues, different kinds of tongues, multiple kinds of tongues. There it is. Speaking in tongues. That's what it's saying. It goes on to say this, and to another the interpretation of tongues but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills it for just as the body is one yet has many parts and all the parts of the body though they are many still make up one body so it is with the body of Christ so it is with the body of Christ there's many gifts distributed across the body but to make up one body, and it all comes from the same spirit. You know, I've shared a vision with you guys before this vision. But it's been a while ago. I shared it on Wednesday night again. So if you were here and you heard it, so what? You can hear it again. Because, listen, this was so, so impactful for my life. Because I'm around so many people with all types of different theologies and, and things that they believe. And, and, and I like that because then I become well-rounded. I know what's going on in the hearts of people. And it helps me. But because of that, it can get confusing sometimes. 
And I can remember I was praying. I was like, Lord, how do I know these different gifts are all from you? How do I know the things that you desire for me to have? How do I know that? And God took me into a vision. And in the vision, this was huge buffet line. It was massive. It was far as my eye could see. And it was beautiful. It was crystal. It was trimmed in gold. It was glistening. And you know how the buffet line, it has different spots. And at each different spot, there's a food, right? There's some type of food. And above it, it has the little name tag. You guys with me? You know what I'm talking about? It has the little name tag, which I'm always really confused by because I'm like, if I got to know what it's called, I'm not going to eat it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I can't tell, then I'm good. But right, it has mashed potatoes, corn, green beans, meat, yada, 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 on down and so forth. Well, this buffet line, instead of having items of food, it had the different attributes of God, who God was, who he is, what he, he wants us to receive, and it had all the different gifts of the Holy Spirit, and it had grace and power and sacrifice and obedience, all the things that God asks from us and requires from us. And all the gifts of the Spirit, prophecy and healing and faith and all these different things, tongues and interpretation of tongues. And and the Lord said to me this. He said, people treat me like a buffet line. They think they get to pick and choose what they want from me. But I'm telling you, it's all of me. It's all of me. So you come and just eat from me. You just open your heart to me. And I'll give to you what I desire to give to you. This is the way we got to approach the Lord and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm open. You give me what you will it. Now, now, and this is what Paul says. You can't pick and choose. That's why verse 11, he says very clearly, the Spirit gives to each one as he wills, as he wills it. But I got to draw a distinction for you for just a moment. I don't have time to really go into it because I'm going somewhere. But, but I do want to bring a little bit of clarity to it. See, where Paul says there's various kinds of tongues, that means different types of tongues. What he's talking about there is speaking in tongues and the gift of tongues. That there's multiple kinds of tongues. And there's a difference between speaking in tongues and the gift of tongues. See, the gift of tongues comes with an interpretation of the tongue. And what that is, it is meant for the body. It's meant for the common good. It's to edify the whole body. So you'll have somebody shout out a tongue over here. Then over here, they'll give the interpretation. Or maybe they have the exact, they have the tongue and the interpretation, which happens quite frequently, actually. But that gift, the Holy Spirit gives as he wills it. But speaking in tongues is only for you. It's to edify yourself. It's to edify yourself. Are you with me? See, see, this is what the difference is, the various kinds of tongues. The gift of tongues is meant to be interpreted for the entire body, but speaking in tongues is just for us. See, the other gifts are meant for the common good. See, the Holy Spirit can give those to each as he desires it because we all get to share in it. We all get edified by that. We all get edified by prophecy and healing and and someone's faith. Like we're all built up for that. But see, God is so good. He gives us things to build ourselves up. He does it to, to build ourselves up. Again, I don't have time to hone in, but Wednesday night we'll go into it further if you want to show up to hear it. But I just needed to give you a little bit of clarity. The gift of tongues is for the common good, for the interpretation for the body. The Holy Spirit himself gives that to the body as a whole. However, when it comes to speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit wills for everybody to have it. It's for everyone. And this is why I say speaking in tongues is for everyone, but the gift of tongues is for the Holy Spirit to choose. 
Speaking in tongues, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, says this, the one who speaks in tongues edifies himself. Someone shout himself. The word edifies in the Greek is a koyo demeo, which means to build up or to strengthen one's self. This is why we read Jude chapter 1, verse 20. And you, but you, beloved, all of you who have given your lives to Jesus, build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit, by speaking in tongues. This is why speaking in tongues is for everyone. While the gift of tongues is the one that the Holy Spirit will choose to give who he desires to give it to. Speaking in tongues is for all of us. Because it doesn't make sense to me that God would want me to be able to build myself up but not have Jason build himself up. Where he'd have Doug build himself up but tell Russ, no, you got to make it on your own, dude. Doesn't make sense that Tracy would receive it, but then Jennifer not receive it. It doesn't make sense. If God desires for me to be able to build myself up, he desires for all of his children to be able to build themselves up in their most holy faith. All the other gifts of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will decide who gets it. Because it's for the whole body. We'll all share in that. We all get to experience the edification of that. And we're meant to use those gifts in the body for the common good. But speaking in tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit is to build yourself up. Your faith up. And the beauty of being baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, guess what happens? We no longer have to look to other people to build ourselves up. We no longer got to run to Facebook and start scrolling to see who was clicking likes. and right. We don't have to do that any longer. We don't have to look for approval and and look for for people to, to, to build us up on Instagram on how many clicks we got. Oh, no, no, no. We go into our prayer language. And God himself begins to build us up. So that when depression comes, when anxiety comes, when loneliness tries to take over, man, I can build myself up. I can encourage myself in the Lord. I can strengthen myself by praying in the Holy Spirit, by speaking in tongues. If we can speak in tongues, we don't always need a direct line to the pastor to an elder. We could do it ourselves. We can do it ourselves. See, the Lord doesn't want us to struggle. He wants us to be strengthened. That's the point of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be strengthened. This tells us that speaking in tongues is for all of us. For everyone who will ask will receive. Everyone who will seek will find. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And they shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, maybe you're sitting there thinking to yourself, well, why would I want to speak in tongues? Why, why would I do that? It's a little weird. Well, why would I do that? And, and what, what does it do for me? Like, why would, I, why would I want that? Well, it's a great question, but hopefully I got a great answer for you. <laughs> simply put, very simply put, I really did feel like God gave us this very plainly, super plainly. I've never even seen it preached. I'm not saying this, I'm not saying I'm articulating it well. I'm just saying it's plain, super plain. But what it is, is speaking in tongues is heaven's language. It's that simple. You don't even need to go any further. What is it? It's the language of heaven. See, Paul says this. He says, whether I I speak in tongues of men or tongues of angels, I'm speaking to edify. 
Whether I'm speaking in, in, in my native tongue or I begin to speak in my heavenly tongue. It's a heavenly language. It's the miracle language that the Holy Spirit desires to give to all of us. And it's a prayer language. That's what it is. And it's a language that only God can interpret. No one else can interpret it. Nobody else knows what you're saying, which is so powerful and so important. Because, man, when I pray in English, when we pray in English, everybody knows what we're praying for, including the enemy, by the way. I mean, no, he ain't plugging his ears when you're praying. He's saying, oh, they're praying for that? Let me try to throw something in there to mess it up. I promise you he is. But boy, when you, pre- when you speak in the Holy Spirit, you begin to pray in tongues. He don't know what you're saying. It puts him on the defense. I mean, this dude is shaking in his boots. What are they saying in that heavenly language? He don't know what you're praying, but either do I. I don't know what I'm praying either. Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. He strengthens us. He builds ourselves up. For we don't know how to pray or what to pray for. But the Spirit himself will intercede for us with groanings too deep for words to even express. How many of you have ever been in a situation in your life where it's so tough? That man, you just, you don't know how you're going to do it. You know you, need, you know you need God's help. But you don't even know how to pray to get the help. You're not even sure what help you actually need. You're so overwhelmed by life, you don't know where to begin. That's when the Holy Spirit kicks in. That's when he can begin to do his ministry in you and through you. And if you have a prayer language, you you, you can begin to pray in the Spirit of God. And you can rest assured that the Holy Spirit now is taking over. And he will pray exactly what you need in the moment that you need it. And it will be the perfect help that you needed, even though you didn't know what type of help you needed. He knew, and he prayed it for you. It's, it's the miracle language of the Holy Spirit. You know, there's been tons of times in my life, man, when I thought I knew what I needed, right? Like, I thought I knew. And so I prayed for what I thought I knew to pray for, what I needed, only to find out that I just wasted two weeks of my life (laughs) praying for the wrong help and praying for the wrong outcome. This This is how the Holy Spirit, man, intervenes on our behalf. Because no longer am I praying for the wrong thing, I just begin to pray in tongues. When I have no clue, I just begin to speak in the Holy Spirit. I use my prayer language a whole lot more than I use my English language. A whole lot more. Man, sometimes in life, the hurt is so bad that it's too hurtful for words to even express what I'm going through. I just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit rescues me. He begins to pray within me and through me with groanings too deep for words to even express, for words to even articulate properly. See, the Apostle Paul says it this way, the one who speaks in tongues does not speak to people, but to God. For no one understands. But in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. Someone say mysteries. Mysteries. He speaks the mysteries of God. And I wonder how many of us have ran into a situation where it's a mystery to you. 
and you're not sure how you're going to make it through it, so you're not even sure how to plan for it, because it's a, it's a mystery. That's when speaking in tongues really comes and does its work. That's when the prayer language steps in for us. There's been multiple times in my life when I just, I just don't understand. Everything's a mystery. What God is doing in my life's a mystery. Why am I where I'm at and why what happened happened? And in those seasons, all I can do is pray in tongues. That's it. I got nothing else. I pour myself out, like Paul says, as a drink offering before the Lord. Just praying in the Holy Spirit. And do you know what I've found is that usually in those seasons when life is a mystery and I begin to speak in tongues and pray in the Spirit, that God begins to reveal the mystery to me through the Spirit? Okay, that's why I'm going through this. Ah, got it, Lord. Thank you. You revealed it. See, no one knows what I'm saying when I'm praying in tongues. No one has a clue, but God knows. It's the miracle language of heaven. That's what it is. You know, when you, you, you go to different countries. How many of you have been out to, to a different country? Yeah, cool. I've been there a couple of times, different countries, ministering and, and all those different things. And, you know, when you go to a different country, you, you've got to have some sort of level of understanding of the, of the language. Because if not, you could think you're in the boys' bathroom, but you're actually in the girls' bathroom and some dude beats you up. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to have some understanding. Now they have apps for that thing nowadays. Praise the Lord. We'd always have an interpreter with us to make sure we didn't look like crazy Americans, right? Like arrogant Americans just taking what we want. So. But listen to me. When it, when it comes to understanding heaven, there's no app for that. But having a heavenly language helps you understand heaven. Helps you receive some understanding from heaven. Did you know the Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12? We do not battle against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in what? Heavenly places. This is why we need a heavenly language because we're fighting a heavenly battle. So we need the heavenly language. Our battle's in the spirit with an enemy who is spirit. So man, we better learn how to speak in the spirit to fight. And listen, the, 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 enemy, the enemy we're fighting doesn't fight fair. He doesn't fight fair. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. He's come to steal every good gift that God has ever desired for you and your family. He's come to kill every last one of us. I'll keep it really blunt and plain. He wants to take you out. Like, he, there's no, like he's playing for keeps while we're playing church. He's playing for souls. He wants to destroy your marriages and your family and your careers. That's what he wants to do. That's his desire. And he's working on it all day long. See, Paul, Paul knows this. And so he says this, man, your, your battle's not against flesh and blood. It's against the enemy and the spirit. Matter of fact, he goes on further down. That's Ephesians 6, verse 12. Ephesians 6, chapter, or Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Paul says, yes, please pray. But with every prayer and with every request, pray in the Spirit at all times. Pray in the Spirit at all times because the battle is, is raging in the Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we don't wage battle according to the flesh. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. The miracle language of heaven gives us a strategic advantage over the enemy. That's what it gives us. This is the reason God desires it for all of us. This is why he said, man, you, but you, all of you, build yourselves up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. See, we must, we must desire this gift. We must be asking our heavenly father for a heavenly language. We must. We must seek it so we'll find it. We must knock on heaven's door so that heaven will open the door. If we have a prayer language, hear me. If we have a prayer language, guess what happens? We're praying the perfect and pleasing and acceptable will of the Father. Perfectly. Perfectly. Over our lives and over the lives of those in our families. Over those in our communities when we're praying in the Holy Spirit. It's perfect. It aligns perfectly with God. Man, there's multiple times throughout the day. And my kids get a little annoyed with me sometimes. But I grab them and just start laying my hands on them and praying in the Holy Ghost. Multiple times throughout the day. You know why? Because I can't tell the future. I can't read their minds. I don't know what the enemy's doing in their heart. But God knows. But God knows. So if I can pray perfectly, aligning myself with a heavenly language, why in the world wouldn't I want to do that? Why wouldn't I desire to be able to do that? Look, man, I'm telling you, the, the enemy, he hates our marriages. He hates our families. Listen to me. I'm not sure what my marriage needs, but God knows. So I pray in the Holy Spirit over my family, over my marriage. I don't know what's on my wife's heart all the time. A lot of times I do because she tells me. But, <laughs> but sometimes I don't know. So I just pray in the Holy Ghost over our marriage and over my wife. See, we must do battle in the Spirit because the fight's in the spirit. It's in the spirit. Praying in tongues has been so controversial over the years. I don't understand it. But the reason it is because we don't understand it. We don't like what we can't understand. But yet the apostle Paul is clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18. I'm glad I speak in tongues more than any of you. I'm glad, man, I pray in tongues more than anyone. Because he realized the importance of it. And if the man who wrote two-thirds of the, of the New Testament, who was one of the greatest apostles, if not the greatest, hungry and sold out for God, if he knew he needed it to do the work that God called him to do, how much more do we need it? Paul says you should desire this gift because it edifies yourself. It's not for anybody else. It's for you. It builds yourself up. It strengthens you is what praying in tongues does. So why wouldn't you want it? Who cares if you don't understand it? You aren't supposed to. Huh? It's a different language. Of course you don't understand it. But it will reveal the mysteries of God to you and in your life. Then it will give us the ability to pray exactly what's on the heart of the Father. Exactly. See, when we pray in tongues, guess what happens? Our agendas are removed. Our biases are taken away. Our desires are stripped away. And it's just us inviting God. Do whatever you want to do and what you see fit, Father, right now. 
You know, the Lord revealed to me many years ago, because I was, I was working through tongues, and, you know, I was praying, Lord, what, what, you know, many years ago. And God told me, tongues is the ultimate sign of trust. And I've never heard it explained this way by anybody. It's the ultimate sign of trust. And it really is. Think about this for a moment. How many people is there in your life that you would truly, fully trust to put words in your mouth? In every situation you run into, I don't know about you, I don't have any. Listen, I love my wife. My wife is the closest person to me. I trust her more than anybody. But when it comes to things that I am the one has to deal with it, me, it's my responsibility. My wife comes to me and asks me for my input. She consults with me before she goes and handles it. Why? Because we think differently. We talk differently. She will respond differently than, than I will. Listen to me. My wife has a no tolerance policy for nonsense. None. So if you're dealing with some nonsense, you need help through it, don't talk to her because she will gut you. <laughs> she has no room for it at all. I've been gutted multiple times by my wife. Surprised I'm still living. But, but it's the ultimate sign of trust. It's the ultimate sign to allow someone to literally put words in your mouth that you don't understand at all. That you have no input on what's about to come out at all. It's the ultimate sign of trust. When we ask God for a prayer language and we go to him seeking this prayer language, we're saying, God, I trust you. I completely trust you. I trust that the words that are coming out of my mouth are going to glorify you and help me. It's not going to hurt me. It's a heavenly language. It's the miracle language. It gives us the ability to speak exactly to the heart of God, right to God, and only to God to bring about God's perfect outcome in our lives. Does it sound a little strange? Sure. Is it a little uncomfortable? Yeah, at times, can be, for sure. But the benefits of it are way too great to do without it. Way too great. Speaking in tongues, praying in a heavenly language, praying in the Holy Spirit is one of your greatest weapons as a believer, period. That's why it's for all of us. Because it edifies ourselves. The other gifts edifies each other. But tongues edifies yourself. It's the only gift meant for you. And it's all about you. About you building yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. By speaking in other tongues. Speaking in tongues is it's not a demand. But it should be a desire. It's not a demand. It's not like God saying, you better do it or out. No, no. But it is a desire. Should be. Should be a desire. God loves us so much that he desires for us to have it. And today, I'm believing all of us can. If you want it, God's going to give it. I believe it. I just believe it. Maybe you've been in church all your life and you've never received a prayer language. I'm believing today you're going to receive it in Jesus' name. If you're open to it, if you want to receive it, if you don't, then you won't, which is okay. So go ahead, stand to your feet. You know, maybe, maybe you're here this morning and maybe you're here and you've been taught something completely different. Maybe, maybe... You know, you're raised in a family, you're raised in a church that actually spoke against speaking in tongues. Okay, well, I just laid it out for you. God just laid it cleanly and purely. I mean, it's plain. I don't know how to make it more plain than that. 
You heard it. Now what are you going to do with it? See, this takes the responsibility off of me. See, teachers are held at a higher account is what the Bible says. Not many of you should be teachers because there comes a greater weight with that, and you're going to be the one that answers for it. It's actually scary to me that people are teaching against it. It scares, it scares me for them. Because hear me, if God didn't want us to have it, do you think that he couldn't have took it out of here? Really? Really? He's laid out from the beginning of time exactly how he's going to bring mankind back to himself from the beginning, detailed all the way down to days, moments. And this is, this gift is for us. And it's to build ourselves up. It's to build ourselves up. So look, we're, we're going to open up the altars this morning. And God poured out his spirit last week and People were, were baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues for the very first time, multiple people. We didn't even pray for that. We just talked about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit did what he wanted to do because they were open to it. And so today, man, we're going to open the altars. We're going to spend a little time in the presence of God. And listen, man, just come open and willing to receive whatever it is God wants to give you and ask him. Lord, reveal it to me. Give it to me. I want to be able to pray in a heavenly language and speak exactly what's on your heart over my family and over my career and over my community. I need that, God, so please give it to me, and I, I believe he'll give it to you. And here's what you got to do, man. You got to come completely vulnerable. Get your head out of the way. You ain't got to fake it. You ain't got to do any of that. Heard somebody tell me last week, they said, man, all I was doing was praying, and all of a sudden, I heard myself, and I was speaking in tongues. This is the kind of things that God does, and it's beautiful. So worship team, yeah, Father, I ask you right now by your spirit, begin to touch and move on every heart here. Remove blinders, break down walls in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that you would loose this gift from heaven. The speaking in tongues, Lord, in other tongues. We pray for gifts of the Holy Spirit. We pray for healing and prophecy, interpretation in Jesus' name. But God, if someone don't have a prayer language, I pray you would give it right now. That you would open up the floodgates of heaven and pour it out on your people. I pray that, Lord, we bind any confusion, any offense in this room. And we loose, we loose the gift of speaking in tongues in this place. In Jesus' mighty name.